I'm your host, Justin. This is Impersonation Level 2. Hello. In this episode of Impersonation Level 2, we'll be discussing why it may be the last. Unfortunately, my current gaming group has kind of moved on to another game right now. We had an old friend of ours who we haven't really seen in a while. He was kind of in a little bit of a dark place for a bit and we're trying to help him get through some things and we invited him to our gaming group which he has never really played infinity and he's more into like the fantasy setting stuff so we're going to be moving our gaming group from infinity at least for now back into the pathfinder setting using spears of power spears of might those kind of things and the GM is actually going to be my friend Andrew this time instead of myself, and we're going to be playing the Way of the Wicked campaign, which is, if you're not familiar with it, is all about the players being as evil as humanly possible and taking over a land that is actually conquered by the good guys. So it's something that I ran a few years ago. I think the adventure is pretty good. My game that I ran didn't last all that long. I think we got about halfway through the second book before we had a TPK and uh, moved on to something else for a little bit. So we'll see how it goes and uh, I do have a few other things that, that might be in the works. I have been working on a setting slash adventure for the Infinity RPG kind of along the lines of what you get with the Kickstarter. It's going to be all about gangs and uh, kind of like the intrigue level of a slum. Going to be based on probably Novi Bangkok because I've been reading the new Uprising book and I just love the fluff for the Akari company. It is hands down my favorite fluff in Infinity right now. So I will be making a few adjustments to it. And hopefully I'll have it out in maybe a month or two, maybe a little bit less, depending on time constraints. I, I just got a big promotion at work, so I've been traveling a lot lately. And, you know, I also go to school and I have a job and a full-time family. And I hit the gym at least five days a week. So I may have to cut back on something to make sure I get that, that module out in a fairly reasonable time frame. So anyways, this episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter than the others. I'm just going to talk about a few minor things that we've done, what else I had planned for the campaign that we were already doing, and where I think some of the stuff might have gone or where it was headed. And then I'll talk a little bit on what I plan to do for the podcast if I, if I keep going with it. Uh, right now, doing one a month seems to work for me. It, it gives me enough time to actually get the podcast out, go in, make a few edits. I'm still not the best with the software. I am definitely not the best with recording and getting them out in a timely manner. I try to get them out on the fifth of the month, every month, and I think I've done that pretty consistently. But every time I think I'll have time to get out another episode or maybe do one every two weeks, it just never never seems to pan out or happen. It's just really hard to get enough time to myself when I'm not, you know, painting or doing other stuff as well. And, you know, have the house to myself so I can kind of record it and not worry about my six-year-old kid coming in to try and jump in on the conversation. Although I may 
let him since he's finally starting to get into gaming and stuff he can probably ramble on about how he kills zombies and zombicide or something like that <laughs> so anyways back to the campaign that i was running so as you know the updates that i had been giving were pretty much the last game we played is from the last episode that i released so there really isn't anything new to report on that. We, we kind of ended in a fairly awkward spot because everybody was about to start going on a mission for Yasmin and the rest of the people in the Raj. And they had only really done the one looting mission when they first got there. So what I had planned is that they were going to head deeper into the LaForgia shipyard and they were going to run into the nomads now i did have a social tree planned for the nomads but i did not plan on actually using it my players are not exactly the type that would go out of their way to make friends of enemies so to say and uh, i didn't think it was going to be necessary but i drew up a a small one anyways just in case they completely and totally did a 180 on me and were like you know what I think we're not going to shoot people in the face anymore. I think we're going to try this word thing with talking from our mouth hole. Like, that might work. Uh, I really didn't see that happening, but just in case, I still had it. They basically were going to be fighting a group of nomads. I was going to try using a mobile brigada this time to see if they were a little bit more sturdy. I still have not run into the, this is OP yet. You know, n n nothing I've run into has screamed out that, you know, this is completely broken. Like, there's no way if you put this in your game, it's going to be a total TPK. Um, there really isn't a challenge rating for stuff. So I don't really have anything to go on other than, okay, did they do X amount of damage to this? Um, is it doing more damage to them? Back when they first boarded the Forja, they ran into the Aguilasile with the HMG, and I thought that that might have been too much when I wrote it. I thought, okay, well, it's going to be behind a fortified position that might be a little heavy, and they ended up killing them in, like, two turns and took almost no return fire. They had more problems with the Aguilasile, who had a knife, than they did with the one that had an HMG. So I wasn't really sure where it was going to go, so I was going to try a mobile brigada, see how that works and uh you know go from there they were basically going to run into a nomad group exchange a little bit of fire they were going to have another group there now this was something that i was going to roll randomly between two possible outcomes and one of them was going to be the panoceana group which is a very small group of hexes and a couple other you know generic panoceana like maybe a couple fusiliers or something and they were already going to be in the firefight, and that's what was going to draw the group to them. And while Yasmin and her group went to start basically doing looting. So I was going to have them either run into that, or they were going to run into the Hawk Islam forces that are left over with some of the Ariadna forces of O12. Uh, during the Wotan, Wotan campaign, it was Ariadna who was acting on behalf of O12, so they were the ones that were trying to keep a hold on everything, keep things under control. They had a small contingency that was still on the Forja when it, you know, went out into deep space. And 
basically all the factions have been fighting for control of the shipyard itself so in some cases they can get out of there and in other cases so that they can you know make a little money off of other people in this case the nomads are kind of my villains and the whole concept is that corrigador was a major player in the shipyard a lot of their people died during the assault the ones that are still on the station kind of blame the remnants from the o12 groups of ariadna but ariadna has tried to say you know hey we were just trying to help things we were trying to protect things and the nomads are kind of pissed at that because they did not protect things and the forja was destroyed and they don't understand why that happened and they think that you know it was ariadna's incompetence or maybe even their subsidized or however you say that because i i'm horrible with words uh you know that that may be the thing and then there's also a little bit of a underlying uh bit of intrigue that i had for this and that is that the group of combined army that is on the forja has been spreading misinformation between the groups uh either v via the inter well not their internet but you know either through their computer systems or they've been doing attacks it's mainly been done by the speculo killer on the base and she has been murdering people from both factions and keeping them at odds with each other constantly so that she can kind of work behind the scenes and try to get a ship to get out of there now because of this you know every time any type of peace talks start to take place between the nomads and any other group all of a sudden a nomad leader or um you know some important people for nomads or just even aglaciles are murdered in cold blood by somebody of the faction they're trying to work out a deal with and that's all because it was the sepulo killer well speculo killer who was uh you know pretending to be someone from ariadna and murdering nomads on camera so that you know when they get it they review the film they're like hey you murdered one of our guys you know and just making sure that things keep escalating and they don't die down enough so that she can um basically just secure a ship and get out of there now because my players did not choose to contact the combine army she may even try to take their ship and that was one of the outcomes that i had if they tried to make friends with the nomads basically the speculo killer was going to try to infiltrate the raj maybe kill yasmin or take her place and take off with their ship you know they may or may not been on it and it could have gone into a little bit more of a an ongoing theme but that was all kind of very loosely written if that had happened because i, I didn't think the possibilities of my players making friends with an already enemy faction was plausible so that was just kind of like the side thing that i had just in case the main factions that were going to be in this were going to be the nomads ariadna uh hawk islam and a little bit from hanoshiana and that was going to be the main focus was their relations the combat that they would have come in on I assume that they would have sided with Ariadna and Hak Islam to help push the nomads back, in which case they would have met a couple of characters that I had written up and uh, 
gotten a few little bits of insight. Basically, Ariadna and Hak Islam are more than willing to trade their intel for a way to get off of the Forja. Their ships are damaged. They have no way off. The Ariadna ships are old and not nearly as good as some of the newer things. And if they can all get passage on the Raj, they're willing to pretty much trade any information they have to do that. In which case, Yasmin would use that information to basically loot LaForja. So the overall loot that they were eventually going to get was going to be a couple of tags and some powered armor like mobile regatta suits or riot girl suits that kind of thing they would have met a few characters from ariadna they would have met at least one notable character from hawk islam because i had that as kind of a minor group the social trees that i had were basically a overall social tree for the I, I just basically named them nomads and the alliance the alliance was the combination of all the groups that were not nomad and not combine army the combine army social tree was its own thing as well but it was very small because the combine forces are literally just a handful of more rats a couple of uh Shizvasi, and then the one particular speculo killer who was basically kind of running everything behind the scenes and it's the same one that i was going to have attack them in the leisure area of the shipyard but i decided not to because i didn't want to risk her dying that easily and especially because she's a kind of integral part in the actual going ons of the shipyard itself and i really don't like doing the whole you know yes you killed her and you burned her body and then you threw the ashes into a lava pit whatever but then she's back next week you know I, I don't like doing that kind of stuff and i thought about just having it be a separate speculo killer but i figured in this particular case i wanted to keep it small i didn't want to deviate too much from my overall storyline so i just you know did not attack him with her didn't risk it and she was going to be kind of the final boss that I was going to have with a couple of uh, Rodox and a couple of Vanguard. And then I had uh, everything ready to have a couple of Shazvasi, basically just seed soldiers and maybe a Malignos. I wasn't 100% wasn't sure on what the actual final fight was going to be. But the premise was that they were going to make friends with Ariadna and Hawk Islam if they were able to contact the Panoceana Force, because that was the other thing that I had. The Panoceana Force also shows up a little bit later because of uh, Kowloon, Andrew's character, who has a connection to the Hexas. He probably would have gotten in contact with them at some point, but basically their whole subplot was a little bit of a minor footnote which I was kind of hoping for maybe one or two sessions at most where they kind of go on a little side adventure so we didn't have to end this portion so quickly. And the side adventure was just that the Hexes were stealing information about the Nomads on behalf of Panoceana and Aleph and that they had most of the information they needed and they had hacked the servers already, but then their hacker was killed by a brain blast from a Nomad hacker from Kinkuska. And they still had the information, but they didn't have any way to get off of the 
the Forge and Mobile Shipyard, and they don't have any long-range communications. And with their hacker dead, they're not able to patch into the Nomad system or anybody else's system. So the little side mission was just that they have been kind of going from rabbit hole to rabbit hole type of thing. And if the PCs were able to reach out to them or meet them at some point, either through a minor skirmish with the Nomads or uh, another way that I had was that they there was a chance it would run into them a little bit later when they were trying to loot things from one of the armories that they basically just make friends with them if they, you know, go down the social tree correctly and then the Panoceana troops would move basically to the Raj to help kind of um, fortify it at least until they are ready to leave and that's where the final fight would be is the Speculo Killer, the Morats, and the couple of Shazvasti were going to basically attack the Raj when they were about ready to leave and try to take it over. If for some reason they killed the Combine Army before that, then it would have been the Nomads who were trying to take it over. So basically the, the whole way it was going to play out is they would have had probably about two more episodes of exploration they would have run into one of the other factions they would have started the social tree we would have role playing along those lines they would advance the social tree by helping out that faction or that group and the ways they could have done that was either to bring them food other items you know that kind of stuff or giving them basically sanctuary in their in the loading dock outside of the raj so they would set up kind of a, a small shanty town for the groups or maybe like a base camp for the different factions that were not the nomads or the combined army. And then from there, they would have to basically loot whatever they could. And I had three generic scenarios that were planned for that. One of them was to raid an armory. Another one was to raid a vehicle bay, which would have tags, things like that. And then the last one was basically hunting party on nomads. You know, how many could they kill and not ruin the armor and loot all of that stuff and strip their corpses, that kind of thing. I tried to leave a couple of options for it so that my players could pick amongst those things. You know, knowing my group, probably the, the least effective way is to murder nomads, but that was most likely what we were going to be doing. Uh, the armory... I had a I had a battle set up for that, or they could have tried to sneak their way in, but we all know how that probably would have went. Like many of their plans and all of my group's games has been, here's this big elaborate plan, and everything goes to shit within the first 30 seconds, so let's just kill everybody and shoot them in the face multiple times. I had a couple of NPCs written up. I had a nomad hacker who was a killer hacker, that I had actually made quite a few adjustments to the printed stats for one of them that was in the RPG book already. I basically made him a little bit tougher. I read up on the programs a little bit more so that I could try to kind of counter Matthew and his hacking a little bit easier because I, I wanted him to be kind of like a hacking boss type of thing, not just a good hacker. I wanted it to be a, a major challenge. And then I also did the stats for a mobile brigada 
that was basically going to be kind of like a captain. Like, he was the one that was running a lot of the stuff on the Forja and, um, you know, was kind of the, the, the commander of the area that they're at type of thing. So that was another character that I had made up. And then I also had a Ariadna person and then the Hawk Islam people. I, I had just a couple of names, but their presence was so minor that, you know, I didn't really feel a need to flesh out a lot of stats for him. So I just had written down a few names from, you know, random name generator. And, you know, if they developed into somebody better, like Rasul did, you know, our fat Yuan Yuan, if they had something like that, then I would have taken the time to write out more stats for him. So anyways, the group would have done one of those missions, maybe two, depending on time constraints and if we were having fun with it. And then it all would have ended with them loading everything onto the Raj and being assaulted. You know, if they were not able to do anything against the Combine Army, then it would have been the Speculo Killer and the Morats and everything else. And if they do run into the Combine Army before that, because I had a few um, basically just random charts that I would roll on when they went to certain areas like the Armory. And I had like a D6 chart where, you know, a 1, nothing special. 2, they run into the Hexas. 3, uh, Combine Army. 4 is this particular person from Nomads was there. You know, the captain or whatever. And went on like that. So, so that was just my base little chart that I had. So it keeps it a little random without me having to do a lot of work. Because I already have the stats for all of these people, and I already have the general idea of how they were going to work in the episode and, and the rest of the season. So having that random role made it, makes it kind of entertaining because you don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but you're not unprepared, right? You know, you, you already have these stats. It's already there. You're just rolling to see what happens during this particular time. And if, you know, the hexes show up and they kill the hexes or they team up with them or whatever, you just kind of cross that off a little D6 chart. So the next place they go, you roll again. And if it gets to the point where you're constantly rolling a one and nothing ever happens, then you just follow your normal timeline like I would have. You know, the captain shows up on this fight or he shows up on the fourth round of that fight or that, you know, the killer hacker is waiting for them when they go to the vehicle bay, you know, that kind of thing. So it makes it a little bit fun, a little bit entertaining. It keeps the players on their toes because they don't know what's going, what's going to happen. And you really don't know what's going to happen for the most part until you make your role. But like I said, since you're already prepared, it's not that big of a deal and it makes it kind of fun and exciting and gives a little bit more time for role playing and just kind of dealing with the situation making it feel a little more organic as you play you know you don't feel like you're following a scripted event through every step of the way you know that kind of thing so anyways that was the the general plan and the making friends with the ariadna and the hawk islam would have given them some extra defenses for their ship when the final attack came in the case of Ariadna, they would have had, I, I believe I had like a dozen line troopers 
and the one main character. But basically all that would have done is if they're fighting the nomads, then it just lowers the threat of the nomads. So you say like, okay, well the Ariadne group has the left flank locked down, you know, they, they stop this event from happening, you know? So the, the way I planned it out is they're loading on the ship and then this event happens. The event is blank. You know, if it's combine army or nomads, it's the same. It's just the characters are different. The, Nomads had two main characters, which were the Mobile Brigada Captain and the Killer Hacker. And then the Combine Army had the Speculo Killer. And then I had basically a Rodox Sergeant who was a little beefier than the other Rodox. And that, those were the two characters for that. So basically the way it plays out is if they don't run into those characters beforehand or they don't kill them for some reason like maybe they had to run away which i don't find very likely but you know if they did and the, and the character survives or the you know maybe the killer hacker is able to get away or he takes a really bad hit and he just doesn't hack anymore and so matthew's not able to finish him off then they show up in this final fight and the way it works is if the players had befriended the different factions they get a little bit more control over how the fight plays out so there's three main parts of the fight there is the main assault there is the small group that tries to sneak up on them and then there are the characters that are still alive and in this particular case let's say it was the combine army so the combine army the rodox and the vanguards would have been the main assault and the secret attack would have been the um maybe the malignos and the remaining shazvasti coming through the air ducts and coming in behind the ship and trying to raid the ship while the pcs were fighting the main force of the rodox and and the morat vanguard and then you have the characters which would have been in in one of those groups so the speculo killer could have been in the ambush group and then the uh, buffed up Rodok would have been in the main assault group. If it was the Nomads, it would have been the Mobile Brigada in the main group, along with other Mobile Brigada and Aglaciles, and the Killer Hacker in the other group who would have been, you know, trying to hack his way into the ship, that kind of thing, with probably some uh, Aglaciles and maybe a Spectre or two instead of a malignos so as you can see it's the same general layout it's the same um basically kind of setup for both sides you're just making a few minor changes but it makes the players feel like their choices and stuff have mattered you know they, they have mattered because it, it depends on who they're fighting at the end but at the same time your scenario stays the same you know it's the same attack it's the same same consequences and basically the way that the making friends with the other groups works is if they make friends with one group then they have reinforcements for the front assault okay because our pcs are only four guys and they have a few people from the raj which are mostly yuan yuans and it's only three or four of them it's not a it's not a whole army so it's easy for them to be overrun. But if they had made for friends with the Ariadna forces, O12, Hawk Islam, they would have reinforced the main group. So then you have a smaller level of combat. You know, you can keep it to the players versus the 
main bad guy and his group of, you know, three or four elite, you know, quote-unquote elite troopers type of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's three or four Mobile Brigada versus our player characters, which sounds really goddamn scary, but I don't know how it would have played out, which is why I was going to introduce one Mobile Brigada, see how that went, and see if it even mattered for the long run. Also, at that time, the PCs may have had power armor of their own or a gecko or two, you know, before this even happened. In which case, it may have been completely one-sided for the PCs. It all depends on, you know, what, what they had raided and if they had got the stuff and all that kind of thing. So that's what would happen if they had the main group. So if they didn't have that main group of Ariadna and O12, that kind of thing, then basically what would happen is they would be fighting a much more pitched battle, and I would start it with waves. So the first wave would be the shock troopers of, like, the Mobile Brigada or the Rodox, followed by the line troopers of, um, you know, the Aglaciles or the um, Morat Vanguard, and just kind of grinding down the, the players. And then the last fight would have been just the boss and maybe like one bodyguard, depending on how beat up the players were at that point. If they were all pretty much on their last leg, it would have been just the boss. And I probably would have downed his stats just a little bit because I'm not trying to TPK the whole party with just one guy and making them feel it was completely unfair. So that would have been how that played out. But if they made friends with Ariadna, O12, Hak Islam, then they have the, you know, there's a big gunfight going around you and you guys are fighting the boss and his three or four bodyguards, you know, that kind of thing. Now, if they make friends with the Hexa and the Panoceana troops, those people would have been on the Raj and they would have stopped the ambush. Now, they wouldn't completely demolish the ambush unless a couple of things happen. So one, they just halt the ambush. So either the killer hacker and his Spectre and Aglaciles, they basically you know stop them inside of the cargo bay so that the PCs can come and help. Or it would have been you know the speculative killer and her group, and they would have stopped them inside the cargo bay till the PCs come and help. But if the main battle had really, really destroyed the PCs, like maybe somebody dies or, you know, two or three people are close to dead, then the Hexes would have stopped the attack. If they didn't make, or if they, if they didn't take too much damage during the main fight, then the PCs would have shown up in time to fight just the one boss and maybe the second, like the Mendelignos or the, Spec, uh, the Spectre, you know, maybe something like that, but they've already would have taken a few wounds from the Hexas, and, you know, the Panoceana group would have taken a couple of casualties, you know, that kind of thing. So it makes for an easier fight, but in a confined space and more melee, so it would have made it a little bit of a change from what they would have been fighting outside, and it'd be a little bit more cinematic. Now, if they didn't make friends with the Hexas, and they never met them, or whatever then the assault team or the ambush team would have gotten completely under the Raj and it would have been Yasmin trying to hold them off on the bridge with uh, you know a handful of her bodyguards. And then the PCs would basically get to ambush the ambush group, you know, as redundant as that is, and hopefully finish them off and then you know, hopefully not take too many casualties, get everything loaded up and take off. So if they made no friends at all during the entire campaign, it would have been 
very hard for them to pull through alive and get off of the the forja and so i had two two exits basically for that season either one they beat everybody and they loot everything and they get off on the raj and they leave to go you know sell their loot and make money or they fail and they wake up on the loading dock bay and the raj is gone and their friends are dead so those were the two scenarios that I had planned out. And then, the, you know, the season following that would have been based on what happened for the ending of the this season. So that was pretty much what I had planned out for it. I didn't get a chance to do a lot of that stuff because we, like I said, we ended the campaign. It would have been nice to play it out a little bit longer, but that's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. So if you ever want to do the campaign yourself, that's what I had planned. That's how I was going to run it. Uh, the rest of it is just minor details, you know, getting the stats and names and make up your own. That's fine. As for the podcast in general, I would like to keep doing this. If you guys want, I could, you know, talk about the way of the wiki campaign. I'm actually playing in that campaign now. So my podcast would be a little bit different because it's it wouldn't be from a GM perspective. It would be from a player and I have, like I said, I did run the Way of the Whip campaign before, so I do have a little bit of insight onto it. So if you guys want to hear that, let me know. I can just talk about my games with Way of the Wicked so you can hear about how evil people do evil things. The We already had our first session. It was a lot of fun. I made a former slaver who is really good at disarming people and that turned to be a little bit comedic in our first game because a lot of the big bosses when we were fighting them I just kept disarming them and they just you know tried to punch me to death I, I did I did almost die I got to negative one at one point I was the only person in our party to get to negatives but uh, it was it was a lot of fun I did enjoy it so I could talk about that I also have a online group that i play with on roll 20 and we've been playing a lot of board games online lately but we may go back to playing role-playing games in which case i could probably do an infinity role-playing on roll 20 and my group doesn't really know my group for that doesn't really know the infinity rpg so that might be a hindrance but i could still do that possibly or one of the things I've been toying with is converting Infinity over to the Genesis system because my style of GMing is much more narrative and storytelling than it is number crunching and, you know, trying to work things out. Like the the whole Infinity RPG, my main problem has been the combat. That has been my underlining problem since the beginning I, I don't like it very much. I think it's it's very random and not consistent. But that just could be because I'm not very good at that kind of thing. And like I said, I'm more of a storyteller, narrative type of person. So I may just not be running it correctly or other people may look at it and go, oh, wow, you know what? This is actually uh, really simple and I like this and it makes a lot of sense. So, I don't know, maybe I need to have somebody else run it and be a player in it so that I can just understand the game system a little bit more and maybe it'll help me GM it better. But for now, you know, I, I may do the Genesis system. If if any of you listeners have an idea or what you want to hear, like, do you want to hear about my conversion to 
Genesis system? You know, is, is that something that interests you? Do you want me to try to get some people together to run a Roll20 campaign using the current Infinity RPG? You know, just, just let me know. If uh, nobody replies, I, I may keep doing this and just doing my own content once a month. And I'll try to keep it Infinity related. But uh, I may just end up talking about the, the scenarios and little missions that I that I have been working on off and on in my spare time, which I don't really have a lot of. So even if it's a short adventure or a small thing, it may take me a while to get it out and published. But once I do, I will definitely post it on my Facebook page and you know, everybody's free to download it whenever they like. So anyways, if this is the last podcast, I would like to say thank you for listening and it's been a lot of fun doing this. If it's not, then I will talk to you all next month and you can listen to me in your car or in your headset when you go to sleep because listening to my voice is enough to put anybody to sleep after a little bit of time. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a great ride and I hope that I can continue doing this. Until next time, remember to have fun.